Adam, do you know what negging is? Negging. No, negging. Negging. Yeah. Like re-negging. I told you I was not going to go racial on this podcast ever again. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Will you stop, you (laughs) nagger? Wait. (laughs) Holy (laughs) fuck. Nagger. (laughs) You nagger. (laughs) I've been watching... 21 (laughs) seconds into this podcast. It's off the rails already. I've been watching a lot of Chappelle's show. It's a different time, man. Different time. It was like 20 years ago. Fuck. 2003 almost yeah. yeah almost wow. 20 years holy ago. crap but man is some of that stuff really good not all great in hindsight re-watching it i'm like okay there's a lot of misses here but some of that stuff r kelly <laughs> the r kelly's that was really good. You. <laughs> can i get back to my story oh sorry <laughs> please nag away do you N- know what neg- nagging is ne- ne- nagging no it's something that like you know those bullshit like pickup artists and stuff like mm. invented back in the day it's when you like insult a girl and that's supposed to like right get them to be attracted to you mystery yeah like ooh, yeah it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, make, i'll make you chase after me yes um based on the definition of nagging i think my dad's been trying to fuck me for the past like 30 years dude oh my god this all makes sense now <laughs> Man, did you talk to him recently? And he was just like, Mike, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> Do you want to come over? And I was so attracted totally to him ready. at that moment. It's like, yes, daddy. <laughs> Eventually, you will work on these issues. Mm-hmm. But you, Not today, baby. You, you need to find an older man mm-hmm. to work these issues through with. I guess I'm the only older man in your life. So if you need to do that through me... It's okay. Hey, well, I, I mean, I'd love to fuck you. Is I know. what you're trying to I know. If you need to work out those daddy me? issues, okay. I'm here. It's yep. been a long time we've been friends. We might as well do this now. Welcome to the Skinny with Mike and Daddy. <laughs> this <laughs> is that, see, you can tell the difference when we're in person. Yeah, of course. Compared to when we're not in person. Yeah, because not only vibe. when we're in quarantine, when we're sexual doing this tension. like over online, well, there's sexual tension too, but yeah. like <laughs> not only is that, you know, because we can't even, we, we don't have the video on. To, you know, exactly for risk of like i don't want like because we already have enough audio issues as, as it is <laughs> i forgot to fucking take that out last week when we got the audio thing the audio glitch oh like crap I, 28 I, minutes into it i haven't listened to it it's yet. okay don't worry you were on the show why do you listen i haven't listened to that episode right which means like, but i'm just asking like 360 something odd episodes like right. how, why do you still you you're on the show you know what we talked about i know but like i said <laughs> on that episode what I always wanted to do was record our conversations and then oh, go back and listen to them that's true, yeah. and then pick up on all the jokes That's right. There and then recreate more inside jokes mm-hmm. that only you, me and our <laughs> small coven of, uh, life mates will Folks, get. Join our coven. It's over on discord. <laughs> the discord invite is public and it's in the description of this episode right now. Cause you, you know, should... what's great is that you can learn what things certain listeners of the show enjoy listening to mm-hmm. as opposed to the new chase Atlantic album. Oh no. Um, that's what we learned this week. And I was very, very enthralled Turned on Tur- and turned on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the, the, you know, the t- t- new tiger's dry album, hard very, to not get turned very on. Very erection inducing. And you know, sometimes a screaming if- infant, I mean, I'm just like, bam, <laughs> tenpole. It's like, I remember <laughs> how you were made buddy. But then to hear your neighbors mm-hmm. also getting it on. Yeah. I mean, for is 40 there, minutes, I think is, he said. Is is there any greater joy? Is, you know, like, because I mean, you feel like, like, I haven't, dis- I haven't, like, come across that a lot, right? Right. Like, especially in my, like, adult life. No, When I first either. moved out, like, 
I had an apartment and it was next to my uncle, my single uncle mm. who never had any girls over. Okay. And then he moved out and then my cousin moved in to that apartment. Yes. And then like, you know, so like I've never had that thing. Like of listen like, to neighbors have sex. Yeah. So Man. like, it's not a joy that like, but like just the idea is tintillating. You know? <laughs> it can be. Yeah. And the closest I've ever heard was, you know, overhearing, you know, as you know, as well, your parents having sex. You heard my parents. Sex, right? <laughs> yes. That and my parents i mean i've I've explained <laughs> that like my so many mother. sets of parents i mean the, like for me it's just yeah. it's endless lists of parents yeah. you're gonna have to i've heard bring this. up like the diagram like which <laughs> set of parents <laughs> over which era you know but for for me like i have a lot of attractive neighbors so oh. thinking about hearing them having sex is like oh that that sounds like a good thing yeah but then i remember daniel lives in alabama oh no and <laughs> you know I, I i don't know too much about attractive people in alabama except mm-hmm. daniel Mm-hmm. And his wife, Jenny from uh, from uh, from Greenbow, Alabama. Yeah, that's true. Robin Wright, dude. I mean, that was Robin Wright, nineteen seventies slash nineteen nineties. Robin Wright, yeah. Pen, pen. Yeah, she was pen back then. <laughs> yes. So, but other than that, I mean, I I don't know what you know neighbors are like mm-hmm. in most of Alabama. Also, fictional movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So I, I. So I. But apparently, that is better than listening to the new chase atlantic album mm-hmm. which neither of us will ever listen to no thanks for Pe- the early review daniel pedo vibes <laughs> pedo <laughs> vibes <laughs> but you folks we we want to invite you to join our discord channel uh like i said it's in the description of this episode and like the last few episodes so please join us we have we've got like a few people join in there we, like almost daily if not like every other day people are somebody's posting something and we're sharing songs exactly. song recommend song recommendations new album announcements and we're and we're sharing opinions and stuff we have a good time there. friday is the busy day definitely because the, the new albums are dropping and we're all just Absolutely. like fuck this fuck this oh this is good fuck this <laughs> all that kind of a stuff. lot of that's going on too yeah so and, and you know as as you will read in the description of this episode today we're going to be talking about earth is a black hole not the newest album it's been out for like three weeks as of this recording but Holy fuck, we got to talk about this album. Yes, like we talked about it. We talked. We talked about it briefly. Like you did first, and then I and I I joined you shortly. But like, this album deserves its due diligence. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give it a track by track mm. uh, review this week, and uh, we hope. And and one, part of the reasons that even though there were quote unquote bigger albums that came out last week and like the week prior, like a lot of I don't see a lot of people talking about this album. You know, it's nothing no. nowhere, which is deservingly, right? Yes. And people are very divisive about the new data remember. People are still talking about the Architects album. Follow up on that up follow up follow up on that album. Admit that that album is that band's first number one album in the UK. So congratulations Damn. to the Architects uh album. You know we have our thoughts on it of course, but yes. you know see people seem to like it. Apparently our thoughts did not resonate with their sales. <laughs> of course at all. Not. One bit. No, no. But yeah, congrats but but still like you know, uh, uh, a you know, an album that does well, especially in the metal metal community, can only raise the tide for other ships as well. You know, not always for the better, but but it still it still it still creates a visibility for their for their peers. So it, it's still a good thing if you want to spin it in that way. You know, a lot of people have their opinions. We definitely it's not our favorite album of the year. Like I seem to like it a little bit more than you and our you know, number one fan, Daniel, he seems to like it a little more than both of us combined. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so people have varying opinions, but it's still a good thing that that album is successful. So today we'll be talking about an, a, a, a different epitaph album. Correct. That probably didn't go to number one in the UK. 
I'm going to assume not. No. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. <laughs> but so, you know, don't shoot the messenger. But yeah, so. Uh, and, and we're doing this in person. What's what's the occasion? I know. Um, my wife invited you over mm. and you said yes. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere on Friday, she's like, so should Mike come over this weekend? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Instant. She didn't even finish her sentence. You I know. said, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So should we podcast or should we wait till Sunday? And she was like, I don't know. Why don't you text him? And I was like, he's busy right now. And then she said, well, I'll text him then. And then she got mad at me for not texting you. And then we just went back and forth like this. But here we are finally today. And then you, because of that argument, you guys are getting divorced. I'm really sorry about to hear about that, man. That was like one, that was like the one the straw that broke the camel's back, dude. I'm sorry. Finally. It was all Mike's fault. <laughs> my, it, it just like was. I always project onto others. It's always my fucking I fault. I broke up your marriage. You break you up my did. marriage. <laughs> your fault, Adam. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's always fun to do this in person. I always miss doing it in person. And, you know, we don't, we, we, we just for old times, like we should like talk over one another, like as if we can't hear each other. What are you talking other. about, Mike? I don't know what and you're talking about. And then, I mean, when you talk about the audio over things cuts over out, each other, and then, you know, and then the audio, understand, I know. And then I hate all of a sudden, like we both go, we both go silent at the same time. And then toilet paper. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh, Adam, can yes. can you hear me? Okay. Are you there? <laughs> That's what I was talking That's about. That's what you were like, talking about. Because yeah. my laptop lost internet connection. Yeah, or That's one of happened. somebody's internet connection Yeah, lost. it was totally mine because I had to like re Oh, you're on connect. Wi-Fi. You're not yeah. like hardwired in. Oh, okay. Exactly. So hopefully that doesn't happen this time. Crap. Let's find out. Let's find out. Are we on the internet right now? I don't even know. I don't know. Let's just keep you know talking <laughs> keep over talking. one issue. And, and then, just, like, and you know, then today we're going to be talking about today the is like March fourteenth you know, or something. And their, you know what's great is there's stimulus payments that we're going to get about it, eventually. And you know, the real and winner then, of the like, stimulus. You know, I feel like more people should take like their stimulus checks <laughs> and like show it up their ass. The real winner, Adam. Are you there? Go ahead. The real winner is Dave in the stimulus. Uh, oh my debacle. god yes <laughs> how many children can so you claim <laughs> anyway yeah so good that, that, that was new that was breaking that okay. this, this morning but so yeah so we got some new we got some new album potential new albums coming out soon artists are teasing stuff mm. uh we got an official an album announcement from a band that we, you you and i both enjoy and then we'll get into our album announcements or we'll get to our track for track and then it's been a busy week i've been listening to a hell of a lot of albums this me, too. Week, man. me too me too so this album, I've, I've four capped, hours long. I've capped myself at five per week mm-hmm. now. I can't do any more than that anymore without... Right. I'll double check, but I think I'm about at five too. Okay. It's yeah. one thing if you add like an EP in there somewhere, but mm-hmm. five solid albums is... is I, I've realized now, after all these years, that's my max for the week. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when I push it to six or seven, like it, my, my life starts to fall apart yeah. around me. <laughs> you can't remember the look of... You can't remember what your kids' faces look right. like anymore, you know? I mean, all I do is like just walk around my house listening to music while my family is there. And they're yeah, just yeah. like, Adam, Adam, Adam. I'm like, huh? What? Oh, I got finished listening. Teenage wrist. I got finished listening to this Forever the Sickest Kids album. You know, it's just like, I got to be ready to review people it. people need to know. <laughs> A scent like who? <laughs> Anyway, Anyway, let's get down with the clown on some new topics over here. Brown Town. I'm on fucking TV. I'm on fucking TV. I'm on fucking TV. No ground. Rise Against. Adam, are you familiar with Rise Against? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Rise Against? Before? Numerous top albums in my top 100 list. Uh, not so much Wolves. 
and the one before that. What the hell? The black market. Yes. Yes, that one. Um, but, you know, it, it, diminishing returns. But I'm mm. ready for a new one because I picked this band to release an album this year. You did. So let's do so it, baby. So regardless of whether or not that album is going to be good, yes. free points, baby. Yes. Man, you were like, your bets and your draft fucking vengeance this is what i did with quarantine yeah i figured out a way to beat the system finally you 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 developed an algorithm all year long (laughs) it's finally ready baby you can't you're not gonna lose to mike three years in a row that's embarrassing it's beginning of march i'm at the very beginning of this but if i play my cards right Mm -hmm. and i never do then maybe i'll win this year i think so it's 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 pretty it's 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 looking good for you i can't wait to listen to those nickelback albums with you oh my god oh my god so like i'd rather go to the baseball park and eat meat with you (laughs) someday Mike. anyway for the past i'm gonna say like week almost week and a half rise against has been posting cryptic shit all over their social media we all know what that means that means something something's incoming it's like video quote-unquote video footage Mm -hmm. of like cryptic images like flies like bacteria like ants Mm. like the word no on a television screen or is it the word on on a television screen every single post has a number and it's counting down to something we just checked it this morning this is saturday afternoon on the west coast and no new updates but it keeps redirecting to riseagainst.com which is just an image of stacks of televisions the top says no the top says on, and the bottom says no. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> or is it noon? Oh. It's noon in America. It's noon. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. So, yes, yeah, so the last time we heard music from this band, they released a song for like uh, for DC's um, uh, Dark Knight's Metal comic book uh, crossover, and they, mm. had, they, had, they were doing like a soundtrack that even like Andy Biersack was going to do for like the audio version of the comic book on like the comic book app. Like he was voicing Batman, which is very, very cool. Congratulations to Andy Biersack. But not only that, but DC asked a bunch of metal and punk bands to, to write the soundtrack for that comic book crossover. Unprecedented. Right. Um, But, (laughs) uh, but yeah, so that was the last time we heard a song from rise against. And even prior to that, the last time we heard a song was like from wolves, right? 2017. They they didn't release anything after that, I think. So long time coming, you know, they, they, we we can always time. Yeah. We can always count on them to be like on a consistent two to three year schedule. Cause they did 2011, 2014, 2017. Mm -hmm. They probably should have had this one in 2020. Mm -hmm. They're probably waiting on it. Yeah. So yeah, they seem, I I didn't know if they were on a three to four year cycle, but they definitely weren't on a, the five year cycle yet. Right. Yeah. Um, like most, established bands mm-hmm. so i figured one so, more that was going to come out this year so it is about time like it's going to be fair to, to good again yeah uh, <laughs> uh, but you, you you expect the best out of a band like this you know they, they've released some of our favorite albums of all time and you know we we, we always go into it hoping that we'll, we'll add another favorite album of all time to the list right but it's possible we'll, we'll, we'll see like it, it seems like they're running out of things to say i think so which, like this needs to be like a comeback feel mm-hmm. to it and not one that sounds like the last decade yeah right yeah okay because they they were kind of just coasting on their fame mm-hmm. for the for the teens you know and it's like eh, it's kind of a shame because like those albums in the aughts are so good so good and they, and they and they hold up to this day and the messages of those albums still hold up to this day so we'll see what happens probably by the time this episode comes out go to riseagainst.com and see what's going on i mean i'm gonna check it every day because i'm very excited about this band and whatever they have announced adam are you Flies. familiar with Lun. <laughs> no. Do you know who Lun Tell is? Tell me who Lun is. So. L-O-N? No, it's L-U-N with like... Umlauts. 
Not umlauts. Umlauts oh. are two dots. I don't know what the dash over the U means. Loon. It so, means it's a long U. So loon. Loon. Not so loon. Not so loon. Hello, Bart. I'm <laughs> weaving on a loon. <laughs> loon. A, like like a loony tune. Luna. Luna. That'll work. Or a character from a very self-indulgent comic book that was... That every character seemed to be some sort of imprint of lights herself. Oh, that's right. So uh, lights. We keep on having with sex this. with this guy, and he doesn't want me. Anyway, <laughs> it was a long He's time ago. Getting some stuff off my chest. <laughs> uh, lights. Uh, she's. She seems to be coming back. Some sort of project is in is in play. Okay. She dyed her hair back to her natural hair color. By Ooh, the way, what, uh, this is a wig. Is that? That is a pink wig. I don't even know what her natural hair color is anymore. It's black. Is it black? Okay. Yeah. So, or at least I've only ever seen her. Like her okay. eyebrows are black, so I'm assume her <laughs> natural hair color is black. Yes. <laughs> uh, so she dyed her hair black, so I thought like, oh, she's going to create a new style for whatever this new album comes Because she also took a break from social media for whatever. Mm. Mental health. Uh, mental health is important. She does have a child. Her. Huh? She does have a child. She does. She should probably take. She should probably, probably pay attention to her. take care of her child. Yeah. And her husband too, you know. <laughs> he needs all the help. <laughs> He's a very no one's paying, sad man. No one's paying attention to Bo Boken anymore. I know. But He's uh, like the saddest man in the history of time, I think. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm married to a hot, famous chick. I'm in a famous band. I got legions of fans, man. Life sucks. I stared at that guy, Adam, from The Skinny with Mike and Adam, and then quickly ran away from him <laughs> in 2015. I remember, Bo. I remember. I was there. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he probably saw me take a creeper picture of him, too, over my shoulder. And, like, he, he saw that. Right. But uh, anyway, so back in 2017, Lights released an album called Skin and Earth. Man, there was a companion piece uh, of the same title for a comic book. Yes. So the comic book is broken up into chapters. I'm not going to explain the whole thing. Like, com- <laughs> like is- <laughs> issue one is like the the themes of like song one and song two or whatever, and then so on and so forth until the entire trade paperback came out. When everything came out, I read it. My wife even read it. Because, you know, both I, we're both big fans of lights. And she we wore like a face album. mask in the comic book the whole time. She was a trendsetter. Yes, that's right. Saying. Like, well, it was the post-apocalypse, just like it is now. <laughs> I'm just saying she saw it coming early. She did, yeah. So, but, uh, so anyway, there is um, there is a character in there. It's a, a side character named Lun, who is a music artist. Lun. <laughs> who looks exactly like lights. Okay, good. Yeah. Face mask or no face mask? Well, a mask mask. Like oh, a, a mask, like an, mask Like a Japanese Inari mask. Holy shit. Inari means fox in, or a fox spirit in, Whoa. in, Jap- in Japan. Okay. Anyway, so um, she was like a dubstep music artist in that nice. thing. So I think, so she was teasing some sort of thing on her, on another Instagram and social media page called Loon Tunes. <laughs> there you go. It's Loon. It's Don't Loon you. Tunes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so... Now this past Friday, a, fu- a song dropped called "Bitches." Mm. Uh, it's it's a it's a straight up dubstep kind of like not so anymore Skrillex type of track, and then every like two minutes she goes "Bitches." <laughs> so a little disappointed that it's not like a full on like track track. So like lights is experimenting with like <laughs> I broke Adam. I've, lights oh, you broke out of what'd you do i'm sure it'll just be an ep like four songs or something but <laughs> we'll see man she took that bitches. break you know who knows i know but it yeah. seems like she's experimenting with like some sort of like dubstep sound that she's not gonna call lights okay so whatever looks like she's still in the skin and the skin and earth mindset i suppose this is a multi-year project like star wars 
I guess this will be interesting. Apparently, her record company is okay with this. So, well, she's on she's on Fueled by Ramen now. She got dropped by Warner Brothers. You know who else is on Fueled by Ramen? A day to remember. We'll talk about them next next week. Fueled by Ramen can do some good things. And also, not do some good <laughs> oh, things. Oh, come on. We saw this coming, dude. We saw this coming. Well, that's all we're listening to these days Epitaph and Fueled by Ramen, apparently. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Bitches. Whatever the hell architects are on. <laughs> Epitaph. <laughs> I forgot about that. And, and finally, uh, so we do have word on this is official. Mm. This is actually, this was just announced um, two days ago. So, Hawthorne Heights, uh, year today, the year as of right now is 2021. It's a 15-year anniversary of the year 2006. Nice. Adam, we should do something about the 15-year anniversary of the year 2006. It's the best the year, of year of music. The greatest year of music I think time. when I counted up all the albums in my top 100 and 200, mm-hmm. 2006 was the winner. Of course. I had like 14 albums, I think, oh total. God, just from so that good. year. So Interesting. Good. And I none mean, of them were my nostalgia bombs. Right. But uh, that's interesting, too. Speaking of nostalgia bombs, If Only You Were Lonely, yes. fantastic little email record from 2006. That last track... Not very good, but uh, Man, I haven't listened to it in so many years now. You should; it's pretty good. I probably, probably since we saw them in 2015 mm-hmm. at that Glass House show, and that's all they played. Yeah, well, they played the silence and the loneliness. What's what's the first album called? Silence. <laughs> the Ohio Black Silence of Lonelies. <laughs> falling forward as she walks towards the. Paper. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's enough of that before someone clips it. <laughs> I mean, the so, fact that they're bringing back the Roman numerals, they're calling mm-hmm. it, if only you were lonely, XV. Like that's, that's, a, that's like metal right there. Mm-hmm. So that's it's what I'm metal. thinking. Like, this is going to be all deathcore versions of if only you were lonely. Like, doesn't that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to release, they're going to release a 15 year anniversary version of this album. This is what the band has to say. Join us on it. Join us on an emotional trip back to 2006, where we modernized these fan favorites throughout the recording process. We did a deep dive into these songs to try to breathe new life, while being careful to keep their original integrity. Grab your favorite pair of headphones and be prepared for the flood of memories to take you back. Of memories. So this doesn't sound like an acoustic style, no, like reimagine, like acoustic style anniversary, like they did for um. The Silence in Black and White not too long right. ago. This feels like a Redux kind yeah. of thing. A silver it's like Silverstein-ish, silver yeah. As long as they don't turn a song from a minor key to a major key. I'll be... That's the worst thing you can do to a Man, song. I had no idea how, how off-putting <laughs> that would become. But uh, <laughs> No, but I'm very excited for this. You know, I'll cause... listen to it once and... <laughs> Never again. And move on. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, some, I'll of, some of my favorite Hawthorne Heights songs come from this album, too. Like The album from, like front to almost back like again that last song it's not not a very good song it's, it's, it sounds like a pandery type of like like oh we got to do a slow song for the last <laughs> song because that's what victory records demand oh yeah they were on victory at the time unfortunately so that was a that was a rough a rough era for them mm-hmm. and their guitar player was going to die shortly thereafter Oof. yeah the I last 2006 yeah, the last record for, uh, for casey yeah was yeah was yeah, some of my favorite songs come from this one, so I'm excited to see what the quote unquote modern, ver- the modern versions of this. I'm looking forward to the 10 year anniversary of Zero in 2023. Well, they'll do nothing. I know because <laughs> it'll be time for 20 year version of Silence in the Back and White. Yeah, or you're right. 18 yeah. year version, 19 year, <laughs> the 19 year anniversary. Yeah, they'll do the 20 year anniversary <laughs> modern version of this one right here. So but yeah, yes, look there's an it. underrated later. 
Hawthorne Heights songs. Yeah, lot, everything so, post this yeah. album is like underrated. Yeah, like Zero, the trilogy of EPs. Mm-hmm. What was that last album from 2018? I can't even remember I anymore. I know the album art. I don't know the name of it. I'm sorry. I always want to call it Pink something, but there's just like one song called Pink Hearts. Right. That's all I, that's all I can think of. It's not of. Lonely Hearts. No, it's not. I don't remember. Transmissions? If only there was some way to find out, you know? Adam, if you stall for like <laughs> a few only seconds. only we were so lonely if enough. only. That we couldn't The loneliness was within us all. On. What are uh, some other big songs from If Only You Were Lonely? I know Saying Sorry. Adam, sorry. Bad Frequencies is the album you're thinking bad of. Bad Frequencies. Thank you. But the songs... Pink, pink Frequencies. <laughs> uh, language Lessons, Five Words or Less, Saying Sorry, uh, I Am On Your Song, uh, I, am on, I Am On Your Side, Light Sleeper. Uh, I remember Light Sleeper. I didn't care for that you song. You are too. such a light sleeper. Yeah, it is kind of a weird ditty, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if the modern version would be much better. Yeah, just from track one to track 11. Remember track 12? Not very good. So I hope they can, <laughs> Maybe the reimagining will be. That's what I'm hoping for. The there reimagining of December's would uh, be a lot better. So though. when does this come out, by the way? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, sh- I shut it down. April. <laughs> April. So okay. coming out very soon. Uh, so Adam, <clears throat> do you hear that? What the? Oh, no, not again. Not again. Oh, God damn, we, we, we just did this. Oh, God. Here I'll comes go get, another track by I'll track. Go get the, I'll go get the toilet paper. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> are we done cleaning this up? I think so. Okay, it stinks in here. But this is this is something I I I, I just want to fester. Okay. And to be honest, for this past week, this album has been festering, dude. It has. It's been festering my brain, in my heart, in my soul, and in my ears. Like I have an infection. <laughs> Speaking of black holes, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Earth is a black hole by Teenage Risk. Now this came out like three Fridays ago. February 12th, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, so this was an album that kind of snuck under our radar because you heard about it. For, for listeners just from, jumping in, how did you hear about yeah, it? Yeah. Like I know I had heard this band's name before. I don't know why. On like a billing or something? I don't know. Or? I really don't know. I just knew that I had heard of the band named Teenage Wrist. And because, you know, you're, it, it's, it's a name that's going to, that, that's going to be provocative. You're going to, really hate it probably when you hear that name but it's going to stick with you so i have no idea where i first heard it um and then uh yeah thanks be to the almighty awesome next podcast mm-hmm. for now introducing us yet to another incredible album mm-hmm. i'm noticing a trend here what was the last one carousel that, kings that's right <laughs> thank you um and so like i i uh zach played the title track which I believe was the first single he played it on their show. And I could, you know, since I can not hear the music so well, uh, <laughs> most of the times, like yeah, I they still, just, they just do it the same way we did, used to do our audio stuff. Just have it in the background, but I could, I could make out the chorus and I was just like, this chorus seems we'll good. Chorus. Well, this chorus we'll seems pretty chorus. good. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to write this album down as one to listen to. Um, Get to it, it might eventually. Be good. I figured like, oh, this band's probably been around for like 10 years at this point, but luckily they hadn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I researched them, I was like, oh boy, only two albums. Excellent. I can do this in one week. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is their first album where Marshall Gallagher, 
the former guitar like lead guitarist or rhythm guitarist of the band uh he's taking over because uh the the former lead singer stepped away for reasons i didn't really read too much into from what i read he kind of went off to do his own solo-ish thing okay but um yeah let me let me keep keep talking and i'll wiki them because it's a very brief wikipedia yeah entry. So they, they've only been around for a few years they, they started they started off like adam if, if you if you've heard us talk about them before they started off as kind of like a shoegazy type of band they've also been um labeled as grunge and i looked into that because like i said i've been obsessed with this album and i wanted to learn everything that i can about this band in the short time frame and people were yes. kind of um from my understanding people have labeled them grunge because of the their old lyrics were very like nihilistic very kind of like okay downer depressing but like some sort of tinge of hope just like the just like the grunge bands of yore yes. um, used to have back in you know 20 years ago um no 30 years ago it uh, is oh it God. is interesting that they would be labeled as grunge yeah this album though <clears throat> not so much i think there's some elements with the guitar work but as far as like the lyricism the songwriting and the and the concept of the album it's it's, it's kind of straying away because again like uh, Marshall Gallagher is uh is taking over the songwriting duties. Right. So we got uh the the EP from 2015 called Dazed which I cannot find but if it's probably on YouTube somewhere. It's probably a self-released thing that Yeah. And then they signed to Epitaph for Chrome Neon Jesus in 2018 and this album came out this year. Um you got your uh, Marshall Gallagher on guitar and vocals. Um, and Camton Mohager was the original vocalist slash bassist. Mm-hmm. And he kind of went off to do his own. I don't know if he had his, this solo project thing called the chain gang of 1974. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had that before this band or after this band, but, uh, that was why he left, oh, okay. um, to go do that. But so since you're, like, he, so he not, doesn't sound like grunge. anything bad. Happened, so, right? Which is good. It says he formed the grunge band Heavenward in 2020. So, oh, okay, yeah. But I think he was—he's a DJ. Yeah, interesting. Like so, Loon. Yes. So he is like 35 years old, but the rest of these guys actually look... Marshall Gallagher is 36. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, I assume so, these guys were a lot younger. <laughs> they look young because I think <laughs> yeah. like in the videos they're like clean shaven and stuff too. But like right. I've, I've seen like interviews and like I looked up again. I'm obsessed with this band, so <laughs> thank you for so. doing your own research. <laughs> like, to I, I almost felt like to an unhealthy degree, I was like doing a lot of research on this band. But, uh, okay, but uh, but yeah, so we're again, like we mentioned earlier, we're gonna do a track by track on this because both of us feel like there's not a lot, there's not a lot of attention uh, surrounding this album, and, exactly. and we want to, if if anything, if our show can do anything, we want to at least like, you know, bring attention to an album that like you know, not a lot of people are talking about. Might as well. When we yeah. looked up their, at least on their Facebook, they have 8,700 likes, mm-hmm. which is like, and I'm sure like six months from now, they'll be, you know, they'll release a new music video for one of these songs and be like, Oh, you guys did a new album. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Sounds all right. All right. I mean, like me and Mike are really close to that 8,700 likes. But I mean, <laughs> so like, close. Like, like teenage wrist and us. I mean, we're still struggling yeah. for, I mean, for we, likes. of course we don't have a, a reach like that, but like for, for our <laughs> listeners out there who, you know, you, you, if you come to us because you want to hear like our opinions or maybe our recommendations, we high, we both highly, highly recommend this album here and we'll show you guys in just a few minutes. Do you have anything else to say before we hit play? I don't think so. I just know that I, I listened to it and, uh, I knew right away that a couple of the tracks were 
end of the year countdown contenders. And I took a break from it for a week and re-listened to it again and still in love with it. So, mm-hmm. I would so let's go ahead and get started then. Like, we're, we're probably going to do very few skipping it's as only far as like, yeah, it's 32 like 30, yeah, it's, it's very short album. So yeah. we will, it's what, 10 tracks long? Yeah. We so, can get uh, through an hour and 36 minutes of the cable guy. We do 32 minutes of two years. We can get through like 50 minutes of the Architects album. <laughs> we can get through this. So long. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started here. This is the intro track, Squeeze. I was going to say, again, I'm going to let you guys know, there is not a second of this album that I don't enjoy. Okay. I think this is a perfect album from start to front. And, there I is... want, and, I want to, and we want to show you guys why. Nice. There is a handful of seconds in here that I don't agree with. Okay. But not very many. <laughs> There's a this album though is a little strange. When I first heard it, I thought it was like, Where do we go from here? I'm feeling it. The air is so cold <laughs> and low. I'm feeling it. Let me take off our clothes. Like like it kinda gave me like blink vibes a little yeah, bit. I guess so, yeah. So I was a little confused, like the direction especially coming right off of Chrome Neon Jesus right. too, so I was like a little confused at the direction of this album, but uh, it's this is, this is the only part that this yeah I, I didn't go there I just thought this was kind of a cool little jam session to yeah. open open the album up to it's not too long it's a minute not too short 20 seconds yeah. yeah and I like every time I hear this I'm always just like I'm really grooving on it oh yeah it's a groove like they're very smart about their use of um, electronics and ambience and like they're they're shoegazy tones with the guitar work um, like it's, it's sprinkled in here and there very smartly too the song this, these songs are just very well written well composed it's just simple enough you know to, to, to where it's not like super inaccessible mm-hmm. to you know people who maybe checked out shoegaze bands from before and like like oh this is like overly complicated I don't like the odd time structures I don't like you know the weird directions that like the instruments are going but like this is i feel like this is solid just it's really something is. for ev- anyone can enjoy and, like the guitar has some great hooks even like that little intro right there yeah i mean there's there's nothing too mind-blowing about the arrangements but we'll get more into that in track four yeah um but like it's there's a there's a familiar element, mm-hmm. but you don't know exactly where. Like, yeah, obviously you placed Blink One Eighty Two perfectly with that <laughs> intro track. It was just that one <laughs> little verse. It, it sounded like feeling this from Blink One Eighty Two. Then you got some choruses that just fucking hit right here. Like mm. they're instantly like infectious. Mm-hmm. They're in, like by the end of the song, even though the songs aren't very long, um, this is like two minutes forty eight mm-hmm. seconds. Like mm-hmm. by the last chorus, you're mm-hmm. already you, you already are singing along to it you already know you're humming along to it exactly it's like it it gets in your system and it doesn't let go every day this week i've had another song from this album like stuck in my head the first time the first thing like when i wake up in the morning and that's like that's very special to me too because like very rarely does that happen like we consume so much albums throughout the year that like when an album does that to me i'm like welcome to the top three albums of the year (laughs) teenage risk you know (laughs) pretty much so yeah, and that's what I was really enjoying about this too. And it just—it was completely unexpected. And uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I was jamming along with mm-hmm. this, singing it in my head for a while there too. Yeah, I mean, you ch- you you checked out the first album and the second album pretty on the, pretty much in the, the same, same week. Yeah, yeah, time in the same like time time frame that like I did. Mm-hmm. So like 
how was the transition between the singers to you? Like, was that did it feel I, like natural or? I barely noticed. Okay, like, yeah, he has it, the it's same not that much different. Yeah, he has like a similar like vocal tone, mm-hmm. but the songwriting is also very changed a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And, and the, like the beginning of Chrome Neon Jesus is better than the second half of it. Mm-hmm. So I was always thinking like, oh man, this is like the stronger album of the two mm-hmm. at first, until you get to the end of this album and it knocks you out oh, on man. your ass. But <laughs> like, I want I want to I want to hear like the parts of this album that like like are you're not quite feeling yet like mm-hmm. but uh, so we can like hash it through but like okay. like it said like there's not a second here that i'm not enjoying and just the, and it just stays around long enough yeah. you don't get sick of it at all mm-hmm. i didn't even realize how short this album was until quite some time later and uh like this is track three the new emotion i'm sorry track two is called taste of gasoline but uh it's a uh, single yeah so we're you you've heard it <laughs> <laughs> or you will if you will hear it i demand it but um what was i gonna say well uh, we'll talk about a little bit more i'll elaborate a little bit more later in the episode but um there was an album that i just dropped like halfway through the week mm-hmm. partly because like i was like i can't take this anymore <laughs> but also like i could just be listening to this in the three times in the span of that one album that's true <laughs> use your illusion use your illusion too but uh, like and like I didn't regret that at all <laughs> and I actually did go. do that I did listen there was it was Wednesday I listened to this album three times in a row <laughs> and otherwise like same amount of time yeah it, otherwise like on my drive home from work this album like is on I can listen to this album twice in its entirety for my commute home and wow. we live in California folks it's, it's <laughs> not it's not uncommon <laughs> traffic not so good yeah and so that's that's what you need that's what you need from an album sometimes mm-hmm. is one that you're you don't reach the end of your commute and you still have like two songs hanging out yeah you're like oh crap when am i gonna listen to these two songs like yeah. I, got, I got stuff to do when i first heard this too like this was this also reached in my brain like the type like this, this I, I reached those same kind of feelings when i first heard Sin for the first time like mouth agape like what did I just listen to? Whoa. What is this? Dang. Like, and it and, and 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 like you mentioned too, it's not a complicated album. It's not like something I've. It's, it's unlike Sailor Like I've never heard a band like that before. Like I feel like I've heard a band like this before, but this is just so refined. It's mm-hmm. so well written, well composed, and it's just great choruses right. throughout the entire thing. And it's like it's just everything just hits perfectly. I know I I had said initially it sounded like happier Deftones. <laughs> But I, I can I see think, that. Yeah, I think I was leaning more towards the first album than with this one, but yeah, because the first album a is bit. very is a lot more like pro- progressive and yeah. shoegazy than this one is. There's like I said, there's shoegaze elements. Like like look at like listen to these uh, bridges right here. Like mm-hmm. he's bringing in like interesting guitar tones, and like the, when the tempo changes, there's like a lot of like ethereal elements in the guitars as well. We're talking a lot about the guitars, but we also can't discount the drummer. There are like oh, a yeah. couple drum fills in here. There's a couple drum solos mm. in this album that we'll get yes. to. Fucking fantastic, dude. Good stuff. Jesus Christ. So, yes, I'm digging this track. And uh, there's nothing wrong with the, with the beginning of this album, for sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I love that they just kind of keep going with more choruses. Because I, I feel like if I were to make a change on, the, on, on Taste of the Gasoline track 2, one more chorus. One just more one more chorus there's right already at the end. three <laughs> not not the first uh, is there three in the first track 
I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, then let's do four. <laughs> let's go Menzingers. Let's, let's go, go four. Let's go London Drug, man. Make it worse. Uh, coming up over here, we've got track four. This is another single called Yellow Belly the by song. Thrice. It's pretty damn good. Oh, so finally, good. we can get to the good songs. <laughs> now, this got that Tom Petty it does guitar right and there. again we're, we're mixing it up a little bit like this album keeps you on your toes it keeps you it keeps you guessing it's and it, the pacing oh my god the pacing the pacing exactly. is so good and this is the video version nice mm-hmm. and I've, and I, I've like I said I've been obsessed with this band all week so I've seen all these music videos so I can tell like while we're doing our track by track breakdown we're not gonna get interrupted by like yes. weird music video <laughs> shit like, hey bro you wanna go out to the, to the country and, and play a song sure bro oh hey John you <laughs> going to that party <laughs> but yeah I mean like that was the whole thing I kept on just going right back to Tom Petty guitar at the very beginning of this I'm like well that's not grunge at all is it <laughs> right yeah I think we have to like this these grunge these tones are here are kind of grunge but they're just kind of I think they're it's, overtaken by like the pop sensibilities, yeah, right? Maybe it's just it's like that it's that early nineties yeah. alternative rock sound. Yeah. Like And I know that most people lump alternative rock and grunge together, but not me, baby. Yeah. Not me. I mean if you know the nuances, and not to sound like a gatekeeper or anything, but like <laughs> if you know the nuances it's easy to parse mm. out. But for like the common list the common music fan, like it's easy to throw this into the grunge. Because I, I always got more of like a Gin Blossoms vibe. Yeah. Oh, and my God. I, I mean, did not think about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially the guitar work here. Yeah. I mean, Gin Blossoms, they were a band that was just the singles. Everything mm-hmm. else was meh. <laughs> but, um, but that, was, that yeah. was always what I got. And I think that just it just triggered nostalgia brain for me yeah. and that much, too. So I was like, well, this, this song didn't do anything to ruin that. Right. So I'm going to fucking love it. Yeah, and this band isn't this album specifically isn't like trying to isn't trying to like become the next big thing as far as like like right. like what Bring Me the Horizon is trying to do like like oh we're trying to mix all these we're trying to invent new genres and stuff you know this and like in a way they kind of are though like they are mixing pop sensibilities with grunge with shoegaze mm-hmm. with progressive rock with pop you know hard with just one guitar to make this entire album <laughs> well what i just again i'm obsessed with this band now yes <laughs> i learned a lot about marshall gallagher this past week he's a producer apparently he's oh. produced other albums before interesting so and that made perfect sense to me like oh so you know a lot about music composure you know a lot about like song structure and things mm. like that and that's why these songs are so catchy that's why these songs are so well done and well composed he can do a lot with like one guitar if you know what you're doing with it you know all I want to do is keep listening to it it's like I can't get sick of it which is great yeah <laughs> should we like pull an architects and just the same length and just play this album over and over again let's <laughs> we'll have it on in the background while we talk about other albums <laughs> just until we loop everybody else in yeah who hasn't already heard it all eight of you out there listening oh my mistake we got some music video bullshit going on over here okay a little bit <laughs> oh, of an he outro escape the coffin bro oh i thought that was the drummer running away from this drum kit. the drummer was trying to get him in <laughs> oh, this is track five time. silver spoon this is this <sighs> seems to be another runaway favorite from the few people that i've read online mm-hmm. who have heard this one this one is so good 
It is, isn't it? But that chorus. <gasps> oh, you're going to have to explain yourself, mm. son. The chorus. I'm still going to give this song a pass because of how good this <laughs> bri- th- this verse is. And this drop out here. Those, yeah, those ethereal tones, dude. Oh, oh dude, chills. like chills, dude. Mm-hmm. Chills. Like this was one that jumped out to me right away. Oh yeah. And then oh, and the way like the that guitar crunch right at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh. So it always sucks me in. But the chorus is is just a little flat. Mm. We'll see. Because I think just after an epic verse like that, you want like a chorus that's even more epic. Would you prefer? I don't think you can do the it, chorus though. is just like silent like this, or no wordless, and just go back to another verse. Well, I, I mean that's kind of what they did here, like back into another verse. And then what's awesome after the after the first chorus uh-huh. is they go back into the verse with no words. Yeah, which I was. Th- that's where I'm just like, well, that, that like they just flip the fucking. Yeah, pop song writing mentality on its head right here, and so That's I like I can't thing about this song. Yeah, yeah, so I can't like give this a thumbs down by any means, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like. Oh, this is you don't like this it's, chorus? It's, it's a little flat, man. It's oh flat. no! <laughs> and I can I can imagine that what, trying to write that after you've created that verse that's so epic. And it's like, well, I I can't make anything better than that. Mm. So I'm just gonna throw in. Like we'll just get back to that verse as fast as possible. You think he should have like exuded a little bit? More? It seems like it needed more of an explosion. Mm, okay. And then you just I got love like this a post chorus. Yeah. Oh. It, it's basically kind of back into the verse riff again too. Yeah. Slash post chorus slash like solo. Drum fills, dude. Mm-hmm. Those drum fills. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy that like the two songwriters like at the forefront of this I, I imagine there's like session people in the background or something coming in just to help out with the bass and stuff but like just these two guys though that created this mm-hmm. like this masterpiece is that chorus you hate <laughs> and it, it, you know it, it could grow on me more I'm sure I'm sure not gonna give the song a thumbs down <laughs> <laughs> is this the midwestern states of this album like you just you not feeling it yet but by the end of the year <laughs> yeah you'll exactly. get it <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm listening to this chorus. I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from. Like, I can see how, like, maybe if he just exuded a little bit more, it'd feel like a more powerful right. chorus. Because especially with how many good choruses are around this song. Mm-hmm. All of like, them, yes. Why would <laughs> the most epic verse on the album not have the most epic chorus? But it's just, just the mm-hmm. way it falls. Okay. Well, and, I highly disagree with you, but I can see where you're coming okay. from. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> About <laughs> he was about to leave. I stayed up all night worrying about how you take that. <laughs> it's like, Mike, can we just talk about nothing nowhere instead? I'll even take da- I'll even take a day to remember. We just can't talk about I the know. song. We don't. We can't. Well, disagree. Don't, but then you know we're gonna talk about the next song here. Where you down is track six. My only thumbs down song <gasps> for this oh album. Oh my god! I know, Adam. And I, you know, again, it could change my mind by the end of the year. You know, this is know. the Midwestern states of this album, <laughs> more or less. Yes. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Midwestern States is a song off of After the Party yes. by the Menzingers 2017. Just Adam like you should listen to this album, you should listen to that album as well. Agreed. Is it like kind of like the weird, um, almost out of tune guitar work right here? 
because the guitar work is like purposely down tuned. Yeah, and I, and I and I appreciate the experimentation of the verse here, but again, it's kind of a weak chorus. Mm, okay, it doesn't. It's I just, agree. This is. I think this is the weakest track on the album. Okay. but it's not a track I don't enjoy. Though. Okay. I think it's. I think it also helps with the pacing. And I think I. I it's. Yeah, I think I am exactly where you are on that. It's like I can still listen to it. Yeah, I might not enjoy it as much as everything around it. Yeah, we ain't skipping nothing. On this, no, on this never. album, because I feel like eventually this will grow on me. Like it has to. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the chorus. This is, is like the most emotionally deprecating yeah. song. Maybe I was here. I, w- I was here once. Yeah. Yes. You down, down, down. Yeah. The, the chorus is a little too simplistic. Yeah. Yeah. So this was always just where I would hit that lull in the album, and then uh, then I'd be thinking like, oh man, maybe this album's not going to be as good as I thought, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah. straight back up for the rest of the album. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is literally the lowest point, and it's not even like a bad song. Right. And this know? is a very '90s solo right here. Yeah. I, I can't place the band in my mind, but I can definitely hear it. A little Nirvana-y, maybe? Yeah, I'm getting Nirvana vibes. Hmm. Maybe maybe a little Matchbox-y twat, but hmm. Matchbox as well? Yes. Like, they do a lot of, like, thing. guitar it, it, it feels 90s. I, I wouldn't say it's Well, grunge. trends come back around every right. now. I mean, you, you, you brought that fact to me, like, several years ago, and I can't get it out of my head, and, like, because you keep getting, like, you keep... You keep getting proven right with that like so trends are definitely going to re- come back with i think it's grunge's year mm-hmm. <laughs> finally in tw- in the 20s that's why i thought it would be it would make sense if this band was like in their early 20s because mm-hmm. it would just be like oh hey like their parents grew up with this mm-hmm. music and introduced it to them when they were kids but if they're in their 30s i'm just like well then i don't get it but well go for it <laughs> if if marshall is 36 if what i read was correct then it's still possible that his parents were still like into current music and listen or to grunge. You know? He just had a cool friend like you have in me who introduced you to grunge music twenty years later, mm-hmm. thirty years later. <laughs> Adam, shut up! This is track seven. <laughs> yes. High again. Thank you. I'm sorry. I love this song. This is always where it just sucks me back in mm-hmm. for the the last four mm-hmm. tracks here. Mm. Is this your favorite song on this album? No. We're not even there yet. Not even there yet. Because <laughs> I love this fucking song. Yes. It ain't my favorite. I know. Yeah. It's it's a tough call between these last four tracks and Silver Spoon Man, and Yellow so Belly. Good, like, like <laughs> all of those. <laughs> but I think we'll you'll know when we get to my favorite track. Yeah, yeah. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> right there. And that to, tempo change hits so hard. And to jump into a chorus with no words. Yeah. And retreat back into the verse again. Cowards. Love Cowards. It. Love it. <laughs> I know. It's so good. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> so that's where I, I had read an article saying that he did work with outside sources on these songs. Like this mm-hmm. was the first time that he allowed himself that kind of influence. Mm-hmm. So it's like you wonder where, what was whose idea mm-hmm. to make this as as great as it became. Yeah. But. Hey, I mean, they didn't like have a whole. There it is. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. 
and like mm. it's so vi- like the lyrics are so vivid mm-hmm. in this one and the way the guitar follows the lyrics in this in, in this chorus is fucking masterful fucking masterful okay, I can picture everything going on in the lyrics especially with this song exactly fucking beautiful so I can't imagine like it being a creative consultant mm-hmm. that locked the drummer out so like, you're not allowed <laughs> to work on this music with us yeah uh, a la Crown the well, Empire con- consulting and collaborating with other artists is a lot more common thing than I think a lot of people realize there's a lot of people just mm-hmm. don't talk about it and don't give credit right. to like these ghostwriters or whatever well and then when you hear about guys like Landon Tours writing songs and then selling it to yeah. other bands and you're just like then how many songs am I listening to that were actually written by Landon yeah. Tours <laughs> and like something I learned a long like a while ago like maybe like 10 years ago that apparently the drummer of Taking Back Sunday wrote the majority of the songs for brand new for The Devil and God and, and that fucking like <laughs> that like half upset me and yes. half like blew my mind exactly like, what the fuck like, why can't we just like talk about this Instead of like pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah, because like it is a part of the creative process, yeah, collaboration, and exactly. that's okay. But if you want to pretend like it doesn't exist, that's where the arrogance comes mm-hmm. in, right? And that's okay that like if he, if he reached out to other people and like they got his, they got their input, mm-hmm. that's how artists grow. That's how art. Yeah. That's how good art is made. So this uh, that's what I had read was that this was the first time that he allowed himself that kind of outside influence. Mm-hmm. Felt that it worked really well. So do you know if um, Marshall like wrote a lot of the songs on Crumb Neon Jesus or was that the previous single? A pre- previous I don't single. know. I, I, I can't find any like writing credits oh, okay. for those. So all allmusic.com is a good resource because a lot of credits are on there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like credits that you won't like hear on like or credits that you won't like read on something else. This is track 8 Wasting Time. This is mm. tied with another song from my favorite song. <laughs> so I'll figure <laughs> that out throughout the year. <laughs> Someday. I fucking love this song dude it's great this is a song even though like let's say this is uh, my second or third listen for the day when this song is over i go back and listen to the song again (laughs) (laughs) this and another song right well this one has the the chorus that just like (sighs) kicks ass we thought high again had a great chorus this song has probably i'm not gonna claim that as the best (laughs) chorus it has one of the best choruses one of the best chorus of that i've and it just builds right here. Ever heard. Yeah, I'm getting the, the slow build too. Right. The slow build is so effective. Like there's so oh. many like pop bands and alternative bands and just music artists in general like wish they could write a chorus like this. Oh, this, this feels a little like Atari's yeah Atari's I was gonna say like Foo Fighters as well maybe yeah. maybe but I'm, I'm yeah lots of bands come to mind with that mm-hmm. I was even thinking Trust Company for some reason but I don't know Trust why Trust Company did write like <laughs> choruses like this not to the same effect yeah like, like he, that guy's unfortunately not like a great songwriter like, he, he can write good songs but like he's not like the best songwriter mm-hmm. though, but like you know you, but you're right a trust company had like because they're also another band that got lumped into the grunge uh, genre hmm. um, post grunge you know that was uh, that was also like 2002 so like grunge was still yeah. around kind of but um, but yeah but it, it had a lot of pop sensibilities to their music as well just like this band and this is one of those albums because I, I 
I used to listen to a lot of albums that would slowly build like this, mm-hmm. and like the greatest stuff would be towards the end of the album, or right yes. around track eight. And this was like the first time that I really experienced that in a long time, I think. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was kind of cool. Do you think the song wouldn't be as effective if it was like track four? No, I think pacing-wise, it all kind of works out well. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like, not not that the previous tracks are weak or anything, mm-hmm. but the placement here, like right at almost at the end of the album, really adds to this effect. It's like, right, fucking there's, love this guitar solo right here. Fuck, <laughs> it's so like out of nowhere. I know. Like, it's not like we were like hampered with guitar solos. Yeah, I know. It's like again, so smart and so sparse with the way that they're like the way that like. Every song has like its own unique little element over there. It's this chorus again. Oh, I was like screaming this in my car, dude. And oh. again, it would play so well live. Oh, it's so if, if only live. there was live shows again, you know. <laughs> I've noticed that on several albums lately. It's like, well, I guess I'll just keep it in my head for now. And who really needs live music anyway? I can't wait for the live stream of this song. <laughs> Zero fan energy. Yep. All right, let's jump into like, it. Do you like this outro? Yes. I'm a little kind of iffy on the outro, especially because it's right after that, the biggest chorus of the song. Hmm. It's just kind of like, hmm. I would have just left the note sustaining, I guess, instead of just weird kind of like guitar tuning maybe, thing. Maybe they had to do something different. Yeah, it's okay. But then might as well jump into the song that hooked me. The best song? <laughs> Possibly the best song? Earth is a Black it's, Hole? It's got to be for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything can up this one. Like, this this is... I don't. If anything bumps this off my top 12 list, mm-hmm. by the end of the year, I will How be in shock. You? How be dare a, you? A great year. Yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, can't, I, I I do imagine either this one or wasting time. I might just put wasting time because I know you're gonna put this one on here. <laughs> but I think this is the best song on this album. Mm-hmm. It really is, and it's got that Nirvana esque mm-hmm. kind of guitar right there. And look, a full band. And that chorus, baby. Oh, it's just the sign of the times. Where do we go when the river runs dry? Ah ah. Ah ah. I got it. I got it. I'm not gonna lie. I got it in between her right now. <laughs> Me too. Every time I was like just cranking this this out of my vocal range, mm. walking down Newport last mm. night. I'm like, how, how could, could you, fuck not? you hear me? <laughs> Listen, Rusty and Carlos, we're gonna sing this song right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're used to it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, again, nothing like this on Chrome Neon Jesus. No, absolutely. Like, it's, so this album's not like a. Like, like we said with Architects last week, this album's not a left turn for mm-hmm. this band. It's more of an on-ramp. They're, they're headed towards different things, you know? It's just the sign of the times. Where do we go when the river runs dry? <sighs> Dressed like a Ghostbuster here in this <laughs> music video. <laughs> and I bet the more I continue listening to this, the more random 90s bands... Drum fucking solo mm. fuck yes oh I'm gonna wake up your daughter I'm so fucking hyped right now I hope she's awake <laughs> Jesus Christ oh it's so good fucking, dude the whole thing drops out right here fucking geniuses dude fuck I'm so I'm so mad <laughs> I'm so fucking mad. like like in a jealous way like I, 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 yes. I wish I could write music this good oh yeah for sure I'm just so glad like 
we took a chance on this. Oh yeah, dude. Like I would have never even dude, you were thought hyping of this me man. up, yeah. dude. And, and and I usually when I listen to other podcasts and they suggest music, I'm like, eh. But now <laughs> I'm just like, no, I can't do that anymore. Oh. And I love that little slight where, variation yeah, where, it, where it like delays yeah. for like one for like one measure yeah. and it's like not in in time in the same way like i can't i can't sing along with it but that's okay yeah it, 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 it works back so around. like the more we're gonna listen to this throughout the year though like we'll follow along with those weird variants yes yeah. and this is the track you close your show with oh, i mean it's, <laughs> and then you so ex- good. and then you extend that solo like for another like two minutes mm-hmm. or something and then you and boom you're done and this is the final a, track it's, stella it's a, like that's what a first single should be oh, like that's so gonna hook good. you in you don't oh, yeah, like absolutely. you don't save that one for the buried so, like tracks. i didn't listen to any of the singles or anything like after listening to your review a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago like i just went straight into track one of from neon jesus and i was like oh that's pretty good like i or yeah i listened to that and then i listened to this immediately after mm-hmm. and then the day after i did that same thing mm-hmm. and then this whole week i didn't <laughs> listen to from neon jesus like at all <laughs> no. Kind of, not that that album's bad. I'm no, not saying that album's bad. I think not, I do recommend, like both of us recommend that people should still check that out. Yes. Um, but if but if you do that, I think you appreciate. I think you're going to appreciate this album a lot more because you're going to see that growth yes. in such a short time. It's interesting. Keep in mind that a new singer is writing and singing right. on it. It's but. a whole, almost a different band altogether. Mm-hmm. And this is a great closer right this here. This is a wonderful closer. You know, it's not a big bombastic thing, but there's big. Like it does crescendo. It does crescendo. The crescendo is great, and it just kind of, and the way it like peters out very quietly, mm-hmm. and it just and it and then when the album goes quiet, I'm like, what's next? Is there another track? One more track? Come I'm on. ready for more. more please, yeah. It's just, but we'll get there. I guess we'll get there. <laughs> this is like the longest track on the album. I think it right? is. It's like, yeah, it's four forty-one. Yeah, but it's because of those solos and mm-hmm. later on. But mm-hmm. my God. Adam, I know you've already shared your thoughts briefly, like a couple weeks ago. What are your now that you've had more time with it? Now that we've now that we've been on this journey together, we've, <laughs> yes. g- we've given this album its well-earned due well, diligence, and also just because so many people are enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not hearing well, anybody that's not enjoying it. Who's oh yeah, yeah. To it, so you know? like, <laughs> I, so I'm not seeing a lot of people talking about it le- over like the internet and right. stuff like that. But the people who are talking about it seem to love it i recommended this to uh, a new friend of mine matt from the who's the guitarist of the horizon line yes and he loved it but he's yeah. he was also familiar with this band before yeah he knew of their old ep yeah. and the first album didn't know there was a new album out but mm-hmm. it happens you know he's got he's he, got stuff on his mind he's Sorry. busy these days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah but, but he got back to me earlier today he loves the album dude. man and like I, this is an album like I want to shout to the fucking world. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a podcast. <laughs> I want to shout to the fucking world yes. how great this album like, is. You should be listening to this because, again, we haven't met anybody who disliked it right. yet. Yeah. This feels like it's the Spanish love songs of this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> but less depressing. Less, <laughs> yes. There's depressing elements in here, but like, <laughs> it's not like it doesn't hit me on the existential dread shit. No. This is enjoyable music to listen to. That happens to have a depressing twinge to it. Yeah. <laughs> I still flinch at the name of the band. Though. Well, yeah. It, it it provokes a reaction. It does, doesn't mm-hmm. it? But like, so go for it. Here's that but now that baby. I know oh. that this... But now that I know that these guys are like our age, it kind of makes me like, okay, so this is more of like an ironic name. Yes. So I'm like, okay. 
Like if, uh, they were, this. if they were 22, give, you would be yeah, like... If they were 22, I'd be like, come the fuck <laughs> on, dude. Really? Man, they. I really thought they were may, maybe 24 or 5, but not 35. Yeah, especially because you know, they, they just seem, seemingly came out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't, we never heard this band before. Right. They just kind of crept, crept, they crept around us and mm-hmm. released two albums we never heard of. Exactly. But the, yeah, dude, like the production, dude. Hear that production. It's two musicians... Probably with some layers, but the <laughs> two musicians, and it feels like a fucking orchestra. Yep. Ugh. So good. So good. Like, I don't care what your genre preferences are. Listen to Earth is a Black Hole by Teenage Wrist. My God. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, there's no reason. We demand it. I mean, if you're not going to listen to it, we, unsubscribe. We say the same thing about <laughs> Brian Fallon. And yes. there's allegedly people out there that don't enjoy yes. him, which for reasons that compute. like I get, right? Because a lot, a lot of people don't like that folk country twinge that that keeps kind I of moving so. in that direction. I guess just so. fine. I get it. But this is like rock music. This is fucking. This is every genre you love rolled into one, pretty much. <laughs> like you can't really say it's like hardcore, post-hardcore, or anything like that. Even though there's hardcore elements, it's not screamo yeah. or anything. But Good God, yeah, it's it's great. This is yeah I'm one excited. of the one of the best. We'll talk about this band a little bit more at the end of the year. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> it's on its way. It's I mean, on its way. But that's the thing: if it got kicked off of our top tens or whatever, I'd be fucking shocked. There would dude. be a lot of really awesome music out there because this is like setting the bar. So we like, should we should we should throw that challenge out there, bands. This is the this is the bar. I'm ready. Yeah. Rise against. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't do better than this. Don't release your album. Right. AFI. I mean, two of my all-time favorite bands. If you can't measure up, then you're going to be in the heap with the rest of the rubble. And I understand, Rubbish. folks, that we are, we are, over, we may be overhyping this, but you heard it for yourself. I know. This album is amazing. Now, now go listen to it without a couple of dum-dums talking over it for 32 minutes. Exactly. So. Just like watching the cable guy without a couple of dumbbells talking over it. <laughs> but this is that, a little bit easier to get listening, besides the cable guy. Listening back to that episode is strange. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, because we don't do movie commentaries. I know. It's strange. Because to think of like people who weren't familiar with the movie, but listening to that, mm-hmm. I was like, that... Okay, whatever. Hey, people whatever. seem to like what we do, man. <laughs> I ain't going to complain. I know. But you'd probably enjoy the movie most likely too. Adam, what else have you listened to this past week? Okay. When you were not listening to this album? Ascent Like Wolves. I'm going to just start talking about them because... Remember, that's uh, A-Scent, like four words. Yes. So they had a new album. I know, uh, I I believe Dave was uh, hyped on them. And I've been hearing their name around for a while. And I was just like, I might as well give them a spin. And it's metalcore. And it's not that bad. I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking by any means, but their first album is called And the Story Goes, which came out in 2013. Um, you know, nine tracks, 30 some odd minutes. Not too bad, but still not that many good songs. So if you're it. a fan of the metalcore genre, you're going to enjoy this album, right? They definitely have, I mean, there's some Devil Wears Prada vibes. There's some, oh, I don't even know how to describe the clean singer. I guess maybe a little bit like Jag Jagman-ish mm-hmm. Skylight Drive kind of Skylight Drive feel. Um, I, I mean, Skylight Drive's heavy. I definitely put Sound Like Wolves a little bit more heavy than them, though. Hmm. So, um, and then they had the album Frigid Future, not Fragile Future, not <laughs> that name was taken. Their lawyer let them know that name not was taken. 
frigid, fragile, frightened. Frigid, frickle, fraggle, fricker, fricker, fricker peppers. So frigid future 2016 um, seems to be like they're a little bit more of a breakout mm. kind of thing. This album is good. This album is quite a good. Um, I, I, I mean, it's not, again, breaking new ground. It is metalcore, but I put it in the enjoyable to listen to metalcore category. Mm. If, if that does exist, you know, <laughs> Where, because you've never enjoyed metalcore in your whole life. Right? There's definitely some era vibes to this band. And ah. I listened to their, to their, uh, kind of like a technical pro- progressive yeah. kind of guitar feels. Definitely, definitely. I, I'd, I'd say Era still on a different level than this band is, yeah. um, but still on that same kind of level. And but I, I enjoyed this. I mean, it, it's it's got those heavy elements. I think. Let's see. What did I give this? I have to check my paper here. See that, Mike? I, 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 I do tally marks. Adam's doing. Adam, Adam's on <laughs> pen and paper now. And I put numbers next to them. I gave this a nine out of eleven. That's a really good story, right? dude. Holy moly. <laughs> I guess. You surprised yourself. I really surprised myself on this one. So, um, yeah, I say give that Frigid Futures a spin. And uh, then they just released Mystic Auras on the earlier this month. I think on February, February. 5th, oh, thereabouts, okay. yes. Nice, dude. Um, so the band obviously kind of disappeared for a few years. They, you know covid and lots of touring and everything like that i was forget COVID what, 18 and covid 19 and covid 20 <laughs> so many covids as mike would say <laughs> they are on we are triumphant ah. um so Looks yeah like they released an ep in 2018 yes which when i listened to their interview with ian like that was them kind of putting to rest the super duper heavy stuff oh they're going like, in here, a new direction here's our here's our last five super heavy songs we're going to take a new direction on mystic auras i wouldn't say mystic auras is that big of a left turn it's Mm. still pretty heavy it definitely has more ethereal kind of sounds to it okay but it's still a a lot lot less bleh a lot less bleh okay and i gave it a five out of eight (laughs) okay because there's two 40 second okay interludes in there um what is heaven like We'll never know. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. They're not like my favorite band, obviously, but I just figured I should give them a listen. But enjoyable enough. Enjoyable enough. Well, fun I'll give them a few, uh, a few spins. Fun to listen to metalcore. I, I think if you listen to it, we know yes, bands. We, we like bands from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I think if you listen to it, you'll probably just be like, eh, this isn't any, this isn't pushing any boundaries. Hey, as long as they're doing something right, you know. Okay, I would say go with Frigid Futures. Okay. See what you think. I mean, it is it it is metalcore all the way. But when when I really like sit down and concentrate on metalcore, then I can get into the hooks of metalcore. So yeah, well, I haven't heard like a good metalcore album in a while. So this was you know 2016 metalcore wasn't as bad as not so much some no. later because yeah. I went back and listened to me some uh, Lost Together, Lost Forever, oh cool Architects, and I was go? like, oh yeah. This album, this band was really good at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot like three of those songs were on like my top songs of the year list. No bless, no <laughs> care, baby. So, um, so Conan Gray, Mike. Oh, yes. Please Conan tell me Gray. about Conan Gray. We're going to go Gray. from metalcore to Conan Gray. Yes. To I... LGBT icons, Conan Gray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now I'm going to just assume. This is January 2020. This isn't a new album. Yeah. March 2020. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say that this kid has another album come out this year. Um, so that's, and, and I was wondering, does that count? He's, he's got, he has a new single that's going to come out very soon. 
So I'm just saying, like, does that count? Okay, we're gonna it have, doesn't have to. We're going to have, have to go back. <laughs> Part of me wants your bet to come true just because it's so brash and so bold. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll put um, a pin on that. So I'm, I'm not a super big fan of this album. Oh, I, no. I know you enjoyed it. I I love looking at him. I'm going to assume <laughs> that he's an LGBT guy slash gender fluid, whatever, because he's under 30 and every pop every, star under yeah. 30 is, that's true. Um, is that, but I, I didn't see anything on, I didn't do a deep dive online, but I didn't see anything online except for him putting well, the on, song. Heather is a very like LGBT. Now I could have, I could look at that as being the girl that he's dating is attracted to Heather and wants to, I think that's a POV song, dude. I, that, I think that's very like, I, I hate, like I find myself hating this girl Heather because she's dating a guy I like. And see, I thought it could be the girl I like likes Heather more than me. See, and and mm. I, I looked at it from all the perspectives, okay. and I was just like, "Well, I didn't think you about know, that." The, the video is him putting a barrette in his hair and putting on an earring and kind of going a little a little like cross dressing. Cross. Oh, okay. I don't know what the appropriate term is anymore. <laughs> um. So, you know, I, I, I didn't see anywhere specifically it said that he identifies as gay, bi, tri. <laughs> Was it B-I-P-O-C? <laughs> One of those. <laughs> well, that, that that's for ethnicity. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. L-G-B-T-Q-I-H. L-M-N-O-P. Plus. <laughs> L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U-V-W-X-Y-N-Z. But I did like four tracks on here. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed his little interludes. Online oh, yeah, love yeah. and can we be friends? Like I thought those were like little cute little thirty second little like do 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 like I I mean I can't add them into like the grand scheme of the score, but I thought they were cute. This right. is what sorry to interrupt you. This is what uh, Conan Gray has to say about the song Heather. Okay, I think it's the most recent. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the most honest recount of my love life at the moment. It's about a girl named Heather. I think everyone has a Heather in their life. The person that I really, really liked was in love with Heather. Okay. They they were not person. in love with they were not in love with me, and because of that, I fucking hated Heather. I hated Heather with all my heart and soul. I had no reason to hate Heather. Heather is a perfectly nice girl. She's sweet and she's pure and she smells like daisies. She's perfect, <laughs> but I hate her. I love this. It's this humiliating so thing to admit, but it's true. I'm scared to see how people are going to react because it isn't a good thing to think someone is like that. And I also think it's something that I've never really heard anyone admit. I'm sorry, Heather, you're a wonderful person. So he said that on the Late Late Show with James uh, Corden. Okay. And and that's cool. I don't like that song, but it's, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I totally get it. It's just the the last, oh man. I mean, like after track five, I'm kind of out. Okay. Um, Okay, I thought yeah. you were gonna enjoy like the songwriting sensibilities and the storytelling, and I, I just think there was like some really good hooks in that the, album. There okay. are some hooks, and I, I like the beginning of the album more than the second half. Okay, um, but yeah, it's still like a four out of ten for me. Oh, okay, well, thank you for I, at least checking. I, it out. I wanted to, and I and I I had fun like looking at his TikTok videos because there was like, there's a really adorable one where he's like, like back from when his album first came out yeah. and he's, he's like filming himself, like running around the house, like rocking out <laughs> okay. and, and like the bubble says, you know, me, you know, thinking about my new album, like b- being released, you know, to millions yeah, yeah. of people. And then like, he like pops through a door and he stops and then like the bubble cup comes up, like me realizing that I'll always be second best and nobody will ever be the first one to choose me. <laughs> 
And then like, like two <laughs> seconds later, he goes back into dancing. <laughs> and it was like me thinking about my album again. <laughs> so see, adorable kid. He's, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Too, I, which I, I think like, which I the like. next album will probably be his greatest. He well, released, he's on, he's on our radar now. He released one song in 2019. It got 14 million views on Spotify. I mean, Fuck I mean my that, life, that's dude. just, that's just Fuck normal. My life. That's what happens to normal people. Every kid goes through this phase where they release a song randomly. They're born in Temecula. They're half Filipino. You know half yeah half white yeah their and dad then, works next door to to me you know, yeah yeah and, and then and then they work on the disney channel for a little bit and then they and then they release the biggest <laughs> fucking song in the world overnight and their life changes like seemingly just like that like every kid goes and that, you know? she became a gif that i learned this week she became a gif <laughs> she created her own gif and my coworker sent it to me and all i could write back was she is so pretty <laughs> She's a gift. Oh, by the way, we're talking about Olivia Rodrigo, everybody. Yeah, with the, the song. International superstar. The song Driver's License, which is a, which I listened to that song because you told me a story about her, which I'm not going to repeat, but uh story about how you know her. Oh, yeah, I but, know. Her, uh, how you have, say, her dad works with me. He, his, okay. his office is right next door to mine. Okay, there we go. I, <laughs> That's I why wanna, I know of her. <laughs> I didn't want to like share that without your permission. I watch High School Musical the musical front to back 27 times a day. <laughs> his daughter is slowly killing him out, guys. But uh, yeah, so but I, I listened to a song after you told me that story. It's a good song. Okay. I get why people like it. I but haven't heard nothing it about it that's like uniquely her. Okay. I feel like any modern pop artists could have written that song. Hey, it would have been the same thing. She was driving home. She wished that the dude would call her after she got her driver's license Bruh. because she was happy. But he didn't. And bro. then she was so sad. And she was like, nobody's ever written a song about this. Bruh. And then she wrote a song about it. Bruh. <laughs> international, <laughs> international superstar, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Soon to be international superstars. Mike and Adam. Anyway, <laughs> what else have you been checking out? Um, shit. I gotta reopen. So I listened to Julian Baker. Ah, we little, should probably spend some time talking yeah, about. So let's talk a little bit about Ms. Little Baker. Oblivion. Now that we've had a week to digest it. Yes. Um, what's to say, Mike? I I I started to really feel this album grow on me by the sixth to seventh listen. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do now at the eighth listen, go in and read the lyrics. Mm. And then I read the lyrics and I liked this album much less after reading the lyrics. Oh no. That's the exact opposite. I think I was, I I can't, I can't enjoy something that is that repetitive about one subject for okay. a solid 45 yeah. minutes i get it dude I get like it. musically i thought it was it was better I, I i thought it was good i'll just put it that way i mean musically, yeah but it's she's pretty much fine. on par with like sprained angle and turn out the lights and stuff, exactly you know? so it's not breaking any new ground or anything she's not taking any weird left or right but turns I, I have musically. a bad feeling that if i say something negative that she's going to kill herself Don't and it's going to be my fault that. So I love this album. It's a 10 out of 10,000. Oh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a 12. Sorry, 12 out of 12. It's a 14 out of 12. But like, I just found myself reading the lyrics by fucking, like, by track five. I'm like, I don't want to read any of this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah, nothing the subject that matter is, is changing or rote. getting different or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and the subject matter is pretty rote, and I get that. But I think that's just what her strength is at I this know. point, right? So I, maybe, I, like, hopefully going forward, you've got a trilogy of literally a trilogy of the same subject matter. 
I think she's super talented, and I think she's very poetic. I would love to see her write about something else. Maybe. Yeah. I just it, it gives off a vibe of a type of person that I know too well, mm. who I don't really like being around. Mm. Like you're a little too close to this album. <laughs> yes. Is that what it is? So maybe that was what she was going for, like was to like strike Annoy a nerve specifically <laughs> strike a nerve with me which is very possible yes yeah. and it did but i still gave it a seven out of 12 okay and it doesn't mean that i hated julian so please just 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 don't at me girl mm-hmm. but message me on what am i on facebook <laughs> you're on discord <laughs> message me Come if you to want our to talk. discord oh yeah and discord. talk to you personally and let you let and let give adam let adam know your thoughts about his dumb voice on the podcast right (laughs) so but yeah it just it seemed long Mm. it seemed repetitive yeah you're right it was a little long i think it could have i think a solid 10 tracks would have been fine probably yeah it's like two tracks too long okay yeah so so i I had high hopes for mm -hmm. little oblivions i I like turn out the lights and sprained ankle of course this was sprained ankles great sprained ankle is great like yeah it but it's it's a great debut too the fact that we are still what four years on from that album now and it's it's it still feels like a sequel to that album from spring the lights well, spring Spr- nickel is 2015 from, yeah so we're six years on yeah. from that album specifically and it feels like it's a direct sequel to that yeah. album it's like okay like I, I i get what your 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 strengths are but like is this just an album for the people who like your music or are you trying, it doesn't sound like you're trying new, you want, you're looking to try new things. So like, yes. So like I can't fault it, right? I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't fault this album for what I want it to be. I'm trying to review this album on what it is and Mm -hmm. what it is. It's like, it's more of the same. It's more of like what she's good at, but what she's Mm -hmm. good at is good songwriting, good storytelling. But you are right though. Like the subject matter is wrote if this was another it just came out from a different artist like we'd been like oh she's very like she very much like julian baker she's on our radar yes. you know is this but what phoebe this bridgers is, is kind of like i haven't listened to her yet yeah similar okay. but like phoebe is bridgers is it? a little bit more experimental with her music though, which is kind of what makes her stand apart from julian baker a little bit it just but yeah yeah julian baker is sad girl music for sad girls yeah and like she's got her sad guitar and like her sad band and right. her sad lyrics and, and very sad and it's it there's not a lot of like i think you got to be in the mood to listen to this maybe yeah in a bad mood maybe <laughs> if you want an album to like empathize with like your sad life I don't mean that in like a, I don't, I don't mean that in like a bad way, right? Sometimes we, right. sometimes it's cathartic to listen to like sad music, right? Right. So you know, if if you're looking for something like that, this album might strike you like hard. I mean, but this like reached to a different level of sad. It felt like oh yeah, this was I think a totally but, like like no matter what, no matter everything you tell me or everything that ever happens in the entire existence of the world, <laughs> I am never like going that, yeah. to change from being this terrible, awful person who's miserable all the time. And then like, enjoy my album. <laughs> like, but that's all that I could, that, that was what I kind of gained from it, but I gave it a seven out of 12. Right. Sure. Sure. But also for somebody who does someone like, you know, I'm not saying like, Adam, you don't understand. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I, you, you, you are a complex person with many emotions as well. But like, you know, as, as mm-hmm. somebody who's struggled with depression my whole life as well, like I understand those hopeless feelings. So it's like yes. nothing will fucking get better. And right. this is the best 
this this is the best I can do, and I'm fucking failing at it. And all I have is 42 minutes to and tell you. And all I have is 40. <laughs> like, please check out this album on Spotify. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, but judging it on what it is, it's the third album from from a songwriter that we like who sings about this stuff, who's already sung about this stuff before. It's like, I can only hope that I've, I've heard, heard this already. As a, I can only hope that her as a person is doing better than her as an artist hmm. <laughs> you know but people who but like but like i mentioned people who are in the mindset or going into this with a certain mindset i think they're going to enjoy it her hardcore fans are of course going to enjoy it so like i'm really like i want to get more feedback on okay. this album because it daniel we're looking at you hardcore fan yes dude I, I, like oh go check go, go, go follow on twitter recovering scene kid on Twitter, that's right. I think he's at at recovering scene. Also, recovering scene kid at blogspot.com if you want uh, Daniel's reviews, well written reviews. He's getting uh, he's getting press copies of nice. albums now to review. So, do it. moving on up. Congratulations to Daniel. Also, Daniel, you're really good at coming up with names. <laughs> <laughs> Dance Chomo Dance is how we in- were introduced to you. Recovering scene and kid. I don't know if we can say ah. the, the name of your child, but that was pretty. Epic that's a good as name well. too. Yeah, we're not going to say it. No, we don't have to. It, it, it rhymes like a dance cabin dance character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rhymes with. Anyway, uh, let's. Strawberry is the name. Of the <laughs> Jane Mess. <laughs> so I had one more album. Yes, please. Um, to round it out, uh, Race Car Blues Chapter with, Two. Yeah, by Slowly Slowly. I freaking love this. I like the first one better. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Because I went back and listened to the first one, and I was like, this one is not on par I can as much. hear the B-side-ish and I think if feel you... of this album. Because like, like, the pacing is all over the place on this album. And it's, and it's a little difficult to get through sometimes. Even though it's not that mm. long, it feels like an hour long. But it, wow. I, can, I can hear the B-side nature of this album. Well, we all went into it expecting the B-side nature of it. Mm-hmm. And it I stuck was with me. <laughs> pleasantly surprised by how unbeside it seemed. Well, well please but, tell me. But the, yeah. the song First Love featuring an artist I never heard of called Yours Truly. Oh, my God. One of my favorite Great songs of the year. Um, track three. I don't know the name of it. Uh, I'll find out for you. Probably my favorite song off of the album. And uh, track 10. It's called Level, which is very Don Broco-esque, which was interesting. But I really like that song. And um, yeah, I thought it was like pretty solid all the way through. I gave it reads called Learning Curve. There you go. Man, what a good song. Like that song needed to be on the original version if you wanted to call it that. But oh, yeah, there, there's some bangers on this album. Don't get me wrong. Like just like with all or most besides albums, like there's, there's some gems in here where I feel like could have ended up on, you know, the original album. Right. But like you can only do so know, some, something about the original Race Car Blues, there's something catchy about that. And there's... And for me, it just wasn't all there. Yeah, so it's still like a like, 50-50 album. Yeah, you and I are just kind of yeah. flipped on on this one. Okay, that's fine. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really neat. But have you <laughs> ever seen a jellyfish? That shit's crazy. How fucking high were they when they I wrote hope that song? you save me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, take that one out. Put in something from tra- chapter two. I, it would be all right with me. Then you got a serious <laughs> album about serious subject matter. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I mean, I know where Dave stands on uh, on slowly, slowly chapter one, so I totally understand that, and it's just yeah, it didn't hit me in the same way. But those six tracks that I really enjoy on there, I really mm. enjoy. Can't yeah, deny it, 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 I think this will hit most people, uh, especially if you're a big fan of uh, the first of uh, the album from last year. But also, congratulations, you got another fucking album under your belt. That's three, baby. Bets, baby. <laughs> oh my god, stop it. Yeah, but I think I will give you the discretion on whether it counts. Or not in the from here on. So here's know? the thing. Because uh, so here's the thing. I was thinking about that too. Like, well, this this album was written in like 2019 or oh, something like that. Because this the album, I don't know. We don't we don't know, Mike. Well, we know specifically they said these were songs were written during the Race Car Blues sessions. Sessions, yes. So that to and this and Race Car Blues came out what February. But you could so say these songs Flowers for in, Vases was written during Pedals for Armor sessions. I don't right, even know. But anymore. here's what I was gonna say. Last year. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, last, wait, I'm sorry. 2019, my favorite album of the year, M.O., came out in January. Oh, Those yes. songs were written in 2018, bro. It was just released That's in right. 2019. I like but I, but I named that the best album of the year. I put some I of those songs in my best songs of the year. And nobody agreed with you, but you still are entitled exactly. to your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just trying to make the point. Like, I think, unless it's specifically like, oh, this is a... This is a live recording of a of a concert or something that right. doesn't count. Right. So like as long as it's a new album with new music that we haven't heard before. If right. this was a collection of like all the B-sides from all of our past albums or bonus tracks put into one Right. as like a bonus fucking album like no, that doesn't count. Right. But these are tracks we've never heard before. And I think that if it's so it should count. If it's 12 songs, yeah. that should count. If it was yeah. like three songs like here's the deluxe edition yeah then I, yeah that's and that's like, what no. i thought we almost passed over this because i thought it was just yeah race car blues with like four new tracks mm-hmm. or whatever but it's 12 fucking original tracks that were b-sides from race car blues so right yeah let's fucking add it right, dude I, it's a I, new I album add it. yeah we're not gonna do that for hawthorne heights but uh yeah but adam they recorded it <laughs> <laughs> anyway so anyway. tiger's jaw we what's our initial thoughts on tiger's jaw I'm only what two listens in, feeling good about it. I don't care. I won't care how you remember me, which just came out this past Friday. And now that I've seen Brianna in person, and uh, I felt <laughs> that she was show. she was uh, the uh, the low point of spin for the, just the couple of tracks on that album that I, I didn't like enjoy. That song that she's the, like the lead singer of. And now I listen really to her. I'm just song. like, oh yeah, I, I feel you, girl. She really breaks up the pacing mm-hmm. in a great way on this album for the songs that she takes the lead on. At the same time, you're listening to her like, why don't you guys just fuck already? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam, she's my sister. <laughs> I don't know that. Much, Very Fleetwood Mac-esque kind of thing going on here. You I'm a fuck my sister. Haven't you heard of Fleetwood Mac? Rumors. No, it's all true. <laughs> Anytime I can throw in a Flight of the Concords reference on our podcast. Very good. It's all good. Very good. They do it much better than we can. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot, too. I can only see my love for this album is growing for the, for the week. So I'm going to continue so got, listening to it. I got that one. I'm listening to Forever the Sickest Kids, as I mentioned earlier. Oh, my God. Thank you, Zach. I think this will be the end of my Zach journey. He's got several more bands in his top 100, but I'm just like, I think I'm going to I'm gonna let it go after Jeez, that. Forever the Sickest Kids. Fuck already. <laughs> Soon enough, soon enough. Um, but yeah, I've, I've again heard the name forever. Never listened to them. Never really heard too much about this band. So before so. we get into 
my last review of this week, I want to throw in a recommendation that I got. I briefly mentioned I've been talking to uh, my my new friend Matt, the guitarist of uh, the, the the Horizon Line, yes. and he threw a recommendation at me from a band or a musician, sorry, called Barty's Strange, B A R T E E S Strange. Um, I've never heard of this guy before, uh, but he used to be in a post-hardcore band called something <laughs> well he used to be the, he used to be the backup singer of and the lead singer of a band called stay inside oh, now this guy was born it was like a vertical circle yes so this guy was born in a epsich england but he was also raised in mustang oklahoma mm-hmm. uh his name is barty's leon cox jr but his stage name is barty strange in 2020 he released um like an ep in march and an album uh in october called live forever now i'm gonna try my best to explain what this guy's music sounds like so it's like an indie rock version of dance gavin dance but there's hip-hop jazz and hip-hop jazz and like progressive rock elements to it. So And some Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, and some Mario's <laughs> just rumor sure. <laughs> but uh um I listened to because I, I I told Matt I was gonna listen to it this weekend. I listened to the the October album Live Forever once. And prior to that I I watched three music videos. I'm fucking in love with this <laughs> fucking album well guy. now i have to hear it yeah even though Bart, all, all of those things you mentioned make me sound s- like i'm going to hate this they make but I have no to hear it now. fucking sense but like i promise you like listen to the song boomers or Bo- boomer and i think you'll be sold that that, that song is a pretty good indication of what his overall music is and from what i can tell in the music video because like the music video like cuts between each musician, he does all the music. He does the drums, the guitars, the bass, the singing. I'm pretty sure, you know, he's the lead songwriter. Like, but like, I'm so fucking impressed at how okay. like unique this is, how funky it is, and how all of these musical genres like fit together so effortlessly when they shouldn't. You know? Yes. So okay, Barty Strange, just one album. Uh, one album and uh, one EP. That so the EP in March has like songs that are not on the uh, album as well. So okay, yeah, check that out. Cool. Um, so I shall. I don't know what else to say about Guns N' Roses. Are you Zero ready Legion to move 2. on? Thank you for giving it a shot. Yes, I'm very happy <laughs> that I, I checked it out. But I'm going to be honest with you. I stopped listening to it after Wednesday. I couldn't okay. take it anymore. <laughs> not that like. <laughs> It was like so blindly fucking offensive. I was like, as as of Wednesday, I was like, there's nothing else I'm gaining out, out of this man. Like, I I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. It's not this music's not for me. It never. I don't. I can't think of a time in my life when glam rock was like ever something that I would have been like drawn like, to. drawn to. You know, I know because it's it like have that Barty Strange element to it. It's so. got that Barty Strange. <laughs> no, it yeah. didn't have the Barty <laughs> Strange. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's 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 just it's 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 the it's the glamorization of like excess and like the you know 
sex, drugs, and rock and roll, which is like I'm, I've just never been a, like a fan of. Right. And even like, if you skipped over those three tracks, I told you to skip over. Which I did. I listened to it <laughs> all, you know, all the first time, mm-hmm. and then like on Tuesday, then I definitely skipped those songs. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> he was like, oh, he was right. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so I tried that, and I was like, you're like, oh, it sounds off, off hinged, whatever you called it. Yeah. Last week. Unhinged. unhinged. <laughs> so like I, I tried sure that, and much. I was like, it was still like. So I'm still not enjoying it, but like I, I, I get it. Like mm-hmm. I, I get like why people are drawn to this. Like it, the glamorization of rock and roll is like, is like something that's alluring to some people. And like for me, like I'm, yes. I, 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 I'm very much more drawn to music that's like trying to tell a story and it's trying to be artistic. Not that I, not that I don't listen to fun music. I listen to fucking dance, Gavin Dance for fuck's sake. <laughs> and um, pickles, pickles, and pickles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, um, but yeah, it, it, this was. This was Not quite. This is okay. quite. An, this is quite a journey. I'm glad I absorbed it. So that way, I have a, a a a frame of reference for at least that that, that era. Okay. And um, yeah. So, what else do you want me to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot still to come. So, yeah. Now, do you feel like you want to move away from I hard think rock I'm, back into adult contemporary? I think that'd probably be for the best because by Wednesday, I was a little tapped out of like kind of that. That, that style, I suppose. Okay. So maybe we can hold off on Metallica for several months down the road. When Does that have like, because I'm only familiar with their singles. Does that have like there's, kind of like the sex, drugs, rock and roll kind no, of thing? No, there's nothing. It is okay. all Julian it's, Baker-esque. Yeah. Super, super depressing <laughs> yeah. for sad girls. Yes. Um, <laughs> so let's see what we got here. We got Jerry Cantrell. We've got Live. We've got Red Hot Chili Peppers. We've got Pearl Jam. We've got STP. We've got Counting Crows, John Frusciante left. I like all of those, and I'll tell you later the... Adam, are you fans mm, of any of these bands? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I can. I, I mean, I did uh, jump into another band this week that I was like, Mike should probably hear at least five of the albums from this band. Oh my God, who is it? The, uh, you know... <laughs> I was trying to think of even want to the funny it. the funny way that you always uh mention this art is like <laughs> I can't remember how you do it now. Damn it. Like, Every day oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pitch perfect. Yeah, Dave Matthews band. Yes. Okay. Now there are five albums from that band that I think every music fan needs to hear. Okay. Mostly culminating in album three before these crowded streets, oh. which is by far the greatest album that they ever did. Oh, um, but okay. we can save that down the road. I mean, the, okay. uh, unfortunately, I know all of these albums are long, and Dave Matthews yes. Band albums a, yeah. are still long. Um, so if well, I, well, which do you think I should jump into next? I'm thinking either Pearl Jam or Counting Crows at this point. Okay, Counting Crows. We got five albums to get to. Pearl Jam. We have seven. So. Now can Maybe, uh, are you, do you just want to take it one band? It one just album depends at a time? on how busy um, the week is as far as music releases. I'm just going to be listening to Tiger's Jaw. I'm probably going to throw in uh, fucking teenage wrists again. <laughs> but um, yeah, just just Tiger's Jaw. Maybe a little bit more slowly. No, no I'm kind of over it. Some of these albums, I really like. Don't know how long they are because like I never it's thought long. about that. I enjoyed them so much that the time never was an issue okay. so they might be 45 to an hour <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot for i'll shoot for one of each so i'll, I'll shoot okay. for pearl jam and counting crows depending on okay. what the week looks like because i think it's just tiger's jaw i'm listening to this week because august and everything after is the first counting crows album it's in my top 100 and then of course 10 from pearl jam is mm-hmm. in my top 10 so i <clears throat> again 
products of their time, 91 and 92, respectively. Sure. Um, Not a bad thing. Yeah. I think Counting Crow stuff got better later. Um, but this was... Man, I haven't listened to this album in a long time. But I, I still think that it's good. Okay. And um, I, I, th- I, could, I could kind of put it in that Matchbox 20 vibe. Sure. You know, where it's and like I adult... Matchbox 20. Yeah, I'm good for what it was. It's adult contemporary. I like... Adam Duritz's lyrics never struck me in the same way that mm-hmm. Rob Thomas's did. No, at I that do have point. to get it out of my head that I think Duritz is kind of a sleazebag. Sleazebag. He's always dating girls that are like inappropriate. Of age. course. Yeah. Well, the music is very self-deprecating. Okay. So you'll understand why he thinks he's a sleazebag. Okay. It's a very like Jesse Lacey kind of situation. Oh, okay. Going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, there will be a lot to say on that. Okay. Um, then I'll shoot. I'll shoot for both of them at the same time. Okay. Cool. cool. And uh, you'll be checking out uh, Data Remember. Data Remember. I'm two listens in. It's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Okay. Um, but it's not not, the best. not from what I've read on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what I've read on the internet is definitely the worst thing anyone's ever heard. There's some really bad songs fuck, on there. And you should fucking kill yourself <laughs> if you listen to it. Apparently, like after two listens, I'm putting it on like you know me and Common Courtesy. Yeah, it's like a very fifty fifty. So I'm putting this on a very fifty fifty plane. Yeah, so far, but that's what I figured was going to yeah. be. You know, I, I figured it was just going to be like, there's your fucking throwaway songs, and there's mm-hmm. the ones that everyone's going to fucking 14 love. Fourteen tracks, Jesus even though it's like forty five minutes altogether. Yeah. But, I'll pass. Um, it doesn't seem to be as heavy as previous albums so far. Either. Yeah, I mean, based on the singles I've heard, that, that doesn't seem like it's going to be a heavy album either. And there's a track on there called Viva La Mexico, which is they like... Is it in Spanish? No. No. But you could tell, like, they wrote this song and chose to put it on the album because they were like, we're going to tour Mexico and we're going to play this song live and it's going to be incredible. Because this album was supposed to come out in 2019. Yeah. And, and like, I could get that. But now with COVID and everything and the song not being very good... Mm. Like they probably should have scrapped it. <laughs> Mexico would love it though. If Mexico. you're in a live setting in Mexico and we said like this song's called Viva La Mexico because Mexico has the best fucking shows. And everyone's the best gonna go, fucking donkey shows. And, oh my God. <laughs> and everyone goes, Ole! Because we're racists. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing your thoughts and okay. let me know if you think it's something I should check out because I'm gonna pass okay and it. then yeah i'll save barty for uh, next week yeah yeah, yeah yeah let me know what you think about that because there's there's no new albums i have on my list for next week no before the week after out. we've got era and we've got something else i think it's evanescent so i'll check that out oh yeah you'll check that out <laughs> but uh yeah folks thank you for checking out this week's episode we hope you had a good time we hope that you learned to love teenage wrist as much as uh, uh adam and i do but uh yeah let us know what you guys think um, we should set a date also. When are we going to shut down the Facebook page? ASAP, baby. Okay. Let's um, do the end of April. Okay. All right. So we're going to be reminding people the end of April, we're going to be moving away from Facebook. And uh, we are going to uh, move all of our audience interactions uh, to Discord. And you can check out the Discord link, the public Discord link in the link below, in the, in the description below. Uh, we're going to be pushing that hard. Uh, so... Yeah, by the end of April, we'll 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 sunset our Facebook page. No, you're gonna keep on putting pictures of you and me in the bath on Facebook. It's like it's on Twitter dude, too, baby. Dude, you, okay, <laughs> oh, it's on Twitter. Uh, so you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter, uh, the Twitter Pod. I guess we're gonna move interactions over there as well. You can talk to me over at uh, Instagram at instagram.com slash Prada. At least email that's us. that's the place that bands go is Twitter. Yeah. So we might as well keep that one going. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got to. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I barely use it, so like you know, I don't see 
boomers posting pro Trump shit on. I'm, I'm sure it's there, but I'm not. Fu- I'm, I'm not fucking looking at it. No. But uh, also, if you're a boomer posting Trump shit, you're what's wrong with the world. But uh, <laughs> but also, you can email us over the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail dot com. Adam, thank you for thank you for allowing me into your beautiful home. You're welcome. For this episode and this beautiful album with our beautiful audience. I can't wait to see what else we got planned for next week. What else we got next week? Should we do something? Should we do something fun? Like the top ten albums of twenty two thousand and six, which we should definitely do this year. It's the fifteen year anniversary of all these albums. Yeah, we could do that. Unless... Do we need we need time to do that though. We need time to put that together, right? I don't. Fuck, dude. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's the best album two thousand six, it's already on my top one hundred. Just have list. to filter every album that's not two thousand six. Yeah, you're then, right there. And then I have to figure out which one goes in which order. I can figure that out in like <laughs> a week. Math, baby. <laughs> Well, let's figure it out off air. Okay. We'll, we'll if see not, what we'll, we'll just do. Tiger's Jaw track by track. Okay. If it, if it turns out to be as good as we think it might be. Okay. If it's not Teenage Risk good, you're why done, bother? albums. We're, why bother? Get we'll, out of here. We'll Every album that's not <laughs> Earth is a Black Hole. We'll see you at the end of the year. Yeah. Every album that's not Earth is a Black Hole belongs on the worst albums of the year list. <laughs> Except Adam, what's nowhere. your number 10 album? Earth is a Black Hole. Adam, what's your number one album? Earth is a Black Hole. I already told you this. For my co-host, Adam, I'm your co-host, Mike. And like we say every week when we're listening to Earth is a Black Hole over and over and over again, sometimes three times a goddamn day. I got nothing anymore. I can't come up with these slogans. This is your fucking job, Adam. Oh, man. I do the editing. You come up with fucking slogans at the end of the show. I'm nothing. fucking done. You're editing nothing. the show today. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs>